0: Hello Gas Eds, and welcome to the latest installment of Gascast. As pre-season ramps up, we're only less than a month away from our first game of the season. We have two games to review and we have seen the arrival of Zane Westbrook. And do check out our scout report if you haven't already. And we've also seen the return of Derby Loney, Jaden mitchell Wilson, which brings our income in to up to seven. Before we start discussing our promotion party plans, a quick word for our sponsor. Once again, we are delighted to be supported by Kahuna Flooring. Kahuna supply and fit all types of flooring for your home or workplace. Steve comes to you with a sample selection service and offers deals on supplied and fitted carpets, vinyls, LVT, such as Carandine and Amtico, engineered wood, and more. Looking at the picture Saturday, I was surprised it wasn't Steve who'd laid the absolute carpet <laughs> of service. Get in touch with Steve today on 07917 917 667 and mention Gascast to receive 10% off all orders. So I'll be your host Duke and joining me today is superstar commentator Max Alderson and a man who has had a better preseason than most by running a staggering 150 miles in five days and raising a shed load of cash for charity. It's Nick Weeks. Welcome, lads. Hi, hey, Duke. Hi, Duke. Hi, mate. Yeah, all right. Before we get going, Weeksy, what an yeah. incredible achievement. Have your legs recovered yet?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks, mate. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, they have. I had a week off with the family. I had a, had a holiday um, down in Devon. Went down the day after, so last Saturday. Um, and only the issue I had was with my left ankle, which blew up. Um in a quite a bad way. But uh yeah, legs are feeling pretty good, mate, considering. So
0: you had a nice chill one today then, Week C?
1: Well yeah. Um <laughs> as we were chatting beforehand, I went out for a run today. Oh, which I mad people man. find mad, mad, but um just a short run just to see how the legs felt and um everything was good. So um yeah, it's nice to be back out there.
0: Yeah, so it's a monumental effort. how, how much did you raise?
1: uh well currently it's still ticking over, believe it or not, but was on twelve thousand six hundred and five pounds so yeah I'm, <laughs> if you look on my just giving page I originally wanted to raise a thousand <laughs> that was my um my opening estimate to be honest with you um after speaking with um Adam Tutton at the community trust, he said that i um you know that's probably uh undercooking myself if you like and that you'd get me a lot more so but we weren't expecting 12 grand for sure so really really pleased
0: incredible yeah so we'll, we'll post a link to the just giving page and, ju- and just a reminder again what charities were you raising money for
1: um so the charity is a TOF charity um t-o-f um i won't try and pronounce the condition that my uh it's my goddaughter suffers with but um condition with the esophagus uh, which is underdeveloped, developed which means she's had Thirteen operations now in eleven months, I think it is. So um, it's just raising money for that charity. It's quite a small charity, so this is going to be just over six grand at the minute, would is brilliant. And the other one is the one we all know about: um, is the Bristol Rovers Community Trust, um, which I decided to support uh, once I listened to Adam on Radio Bristol. Um, we had Mark Little, Rodman, and Kilgore with him. Um, I think it was back in February, and they just explained to what the Community Trust do. Um, I was really impressed by. You know the work they do in the local community and thought well try and raise a bit of money for them wasn't expecting to raise as much but um they're really pleased of it so
0: yeah brilliant stuff um yeah I, I mean we were watching you there was lots of videos going around and yeah I, i'd properly take my hat off to you so yeah if you haven't donated already justgiven.com forward slash nick weeks but we will post a link to that so then lads since we last recorded we've got Two new additions, as I say, that brings us up to seven incomings. We've picked up the highly rated ex-Coventry centre mid, Zane Westbrook. And we've also seen the return of JML on loan from Derby. So, Max, what was your reaction to the capture of Westbrook?
2: Yeah, well, the news kind of broke the day before he signed, I believe, um, the Coventry Post. Um, I don't know if it was the morning or the night before, but when the news broke, I was kind of a bit like... I know the name uh, and I know he was involved with Coventry, but I, I didn't really know if he was a centre mid or, or a wide man or what kind of player he was. Um, and it was only when I looked up how many games he played for Coventry um, and how big an influence he had that I was kind of surprised that he'd moved to us or left Coventry at all. Um, but it seems like, you know, they've obviously gone up as champions um, to compete in the championship you need a really competitive quality midfield and they've they've recruited for that specifically and he's kind of fallen out of favor so you know on paper I kind of was expecting a player like that to go to somewhere like Peterborough, Sunderland uh, even maybe somewhere like Portsmouth but certainly wasn't expecting us to uh, be in the running let alone confirm the signing of him so yeah, I was over the moon after after looking and in, looking into what kind of player he was and 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 the calibre of what to expect from him and and how Coventry fans said how well he did in League One. Yeah, just just really blown away with um, the ambition of the signing.
0: And he's a great age as well. I think twenty three, so he's he's got plenty of years ahead of him. And and like you say, to play so many games in a phenomenal Coventry side, um, it's it's really exciting. I mean, weeksy, were you surprised to see? Rovers bag someone so highly rated. We don't normally get these players,
1: yeah. Like Max said, it's yeah, it's not the type of player we normally get. We normally get them when they're a bit older or or the other end of the scale and they're too young and if you know that they don't know if they can make their way. Um, Watching the games Coventry played against us last season, the way they dominated the ball and the creativity they had, it's exactly what we need. And I was concerned when Circum went, I I was a fan of Circum, although I think last year I think we'll all agree. He was in and out, wasn't he, really? There's some games he looked good, some games he didn't. So Yeah, he struggled definitely. with injury as well. Yeah, he and and I think
0: age-wise, he's, he's maybe
1: hit his peak. Yeah, he, he definitely hit his peak didn't he? probably what, 18 months ago, I'd say. Um, and just never kicked on from there. So, yeah, it's exactly what we needed. We need that bit of creativity and someone to control the centre central midfield. Definitely.
0: And then the other incoming was uh, Jada Mitchell Lawson, who, who we saw quite a bit of the uh, back end of last season. Max, wh- where do you see him operate in this season and, and how did he look against Exeter?
2: Well, we're kind of playing a different system this season to last season. He played on the either the left or the right in the um on the wing in the four two three one last year, whereas this season we seem to be playing five two, three. Um, with like two inside forwards behind JCH, and I think that's where he's going to slot in, either on the left coming onto his right foot, or on the right getting to the byline and crossing the ball in. So he gives us good versatility in those areas. Um, I was a big fan of him last year. I thought for a player who'd not played senior football before, he really hit the ground running with us and showed that he's got the attributes to um, make an impact at League One level. Um, I think the move suits all the parties because I think he got good game time with us. The manager liked him. Um, he's not quite ready to f- feature for Derby. And I'm not sure Derby would want to risk loaning him to another League One club where he may not be guaranteed game time. So the move fits all parties. I am i wasn't sure if we'd get him back, um, given the fact that there was the sort of f- five substitutes rule discussion going on. I thought he might feature as kind of a depth player for Derby. So yeah, delighted that he's come back to us and we've got him for the full season. He's had a he's had a half-season experience with us under his belt and now he can kind of kick on and really show what he can do at this level.
0: Yeah, and one thing I noticed from Saturday's game, he, he floated into the the number 10 role quite a bit, picked up some really good positions um, and I think he probably had the most chances um, out of all our players on, on the pitch and he took his goal well just three minutes in. Um, so yeah, very promising and, and like you say, Max, a, a full season under his belt would be fantastic for us and I think the system will really suit him. Nick, can you see him being a, a regular starter and are you excited to see him return?
1: Yeah, I, I was delighted to see him come back, to be honest. I, I, again, it seems like I wasn't expecting him to come back. I, I, I didn't know whether he would, you know, go to, you know, uh, uh, a, a maybe in inverted as a bigger league one club or maybe they might try him out in the championship um but if you know i can remember his goals at wickham last year and south end um, i was at both of them he see those goals he came from the middle of the park so i can see him in that number 10 like you said just buzzing around jch he'd be an absolute nightmare to pick up um i think you can play anywhere along there um out wide or in that number 10 um he just causes problems, doesn't he? He Drops in those holes, and and for for a little guy, he's got so much determination. I love his attitude. And the difference between him and it was Janelli, wasn't it? We got in at the same time. The difference was incredible. He's going to be a bit of a superstar. I don't know what his contracts left at Derby. If he, if he's in his last year or two, I'm not sure. But yeah, um, I'm
0: not. I'm not sure. I think with Derby, they, they normally have their youngsters tied up for for a bit because they're normally very well sought after. Um, yeah. What's quite interesting, he, he sat next to me at the the Bristol Manor Farm game, and uh, we had a little bit of small talk. And he had had quite a bit of banter with the uh, the rest of the squad when he came in because everyone had seen the the fanfare on Twitter and his uh, arrival video. I and mean, he was quoted as saying that he hopes to be ten times the player that he was last season. <laughs> and, and and Ben Garner came out. He's like, ten times to play. What are you gonna score twenty odd goals this season, uh, Jaden? And uh, yeah, it was good. It was it, you could really see the camaraderie, and, and everyone's happy to see him back. And yeah, I for one, and I think every said is excited to see him in the blue and white quarters once again. Um, so yeah, on on the subject of Bristol Manor Farm, our pre-season has started, and it started on the eighth of August, uh, for the first time in one hundred and fifty-one days. Um, so yeah, I think we're all gagging for the the football to be back in Luckily for us, myself and you, Max, we we were we were down there. You, you took up the the commentary position for the live stream. Uh, how do we look from up in that rickety gantry?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, the
0: gantry is a whole other discussion, which we'll probably go <laughs> into another time. I mean, I I didn't make it up the gantry because I'm no. recovering from um, knee cartilage surgery. So, um, yeah, they they really pulled my pants yeah. down with that one. Well, we got to the ground, and we were we were expecting just to be sat in the sat in the
2: stand doing the commentary, and they they erected this temporary structure, and there's this big ladder which I struggled to get up with two able legs and two able arms, and there's you on your crutches and your and your knee brace, and I'm just thinking, oh dear. Uh, we're gonna have to like get a harness and hoist you up or something. But...
0: Yeah, they went to all that effort just to get me off the comms. They could have been like Duke. You're not on the comms today, sorry, mate. erect <laughs> a gantry, excessive.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I think we I think we looked good against Manor Farm. I mean, you've always got to be cautious when you play opposition who are eight nine tiers below you. Um, but we played very mixed 11s in the two halves. The first half, you know, we had Mayhew starting, Walker starting. Um, Kelly started at left centre back, which is an unfamiliar position for him. Um, so, you know, we had some juniors in there who were kind of given a go alongside the senior players. And again, in the second half, it was kind of the other way around. So it was kind of more of a fitness exercise. The shape was the same in both halves. We were trying out the new formation, trying players like Kelly and uh, Little in new positions. Uh, Nicholson, I think, was tried at left wing back rather than left forward. Um, so it was kind of just about seeing how versatile different players were in this system. Because if, if we are going to play this single formation, um, we can't really have one player getting injured and it all going going to pop. Because that's kind of what our Achilles heel was last season with Coughlin's formation, was when we had two centre-mids out injured. We were really struggling to, to keep that structure together and we were resorting to changing shape. And then going on a bit of a bad run. So it was kind of an exercise in fitness. It was an exercise in um, testing out different players in different roles. Um, and we still came comprehensively away as the victors, uh,
0: 4-0. So, yeah, can, couldn't have really asked for more for that friendly. Yeah, Nick, how, how nice was it to, to see us back? I, I um, imagine you, you tuned into the stream to hear Max's dulcet tones.
1: Yeah, very. well done. Well done. <laughs> Both times you were very good. It was great. Yes. It was a good listen and um, a pretty good watch. I agree. It's always tough in the pre-season friendlies when there's two different sides for any flow of the game. But I always think it's important. You want to see, you know, like Zane Walker, people like that coming through, and young lads, especially with the way I think we're going to go as a football club and try and develop our own players, that these young lads have their chance pre-season and it looks like he might have taken it. I mean, he he looks very bright. He's... um, it's with that formation, like I said, is so important. We were talking before, it's, it needs to be fluid. Um, and I quite like the idea of the four-backs, uh, both four-backs playing in the centre-half positions either side. Um, you obviously see teams doing it now at like Sheffield United, this even underlap rather than an overlap. Um, I just think we're going to be so much more fluid and dynamic rather than Coughlin ball where we were just hitting the diagonals to JCH and he hit one in from 30 yards. I think we, if we want to compete in League One, and, as the years have gone in league one, the football's so much better. we only had to see Coventry last year um Peterborough looked reasonably sharp it, We need that fluidity um and like we were talking before on there Duke, about the the squad depth that you guys posted um on Twitter. We have got decent depth, and it is good to see the young lads in there as well and you know it's, it's a, i think' that's positive and definitely the way we're going to go going forward.
0: Yeah, so in, in terms of the, the style of play, so, so we've spoken a little bit about the, the formation. Um, so, so it does look to be that kind of 3-4-2-1, two, one two, two, yeah. two fluid attackers behind the, the striker, which would be Jona if, if he stays. Um, in terms of the, the style of play, Max, could you see at the Man of Farm game, and, and we touched on the extra game, what we were trying to do? It, it looked like there was a bit of a high press going on
2: yeah well, it was it was a very high press um high intensity win the ball back um and then when we had the ball it was really neat, kind of precise pass and move every time one player got the ball, there was three players moving into a, a position to give them an option in all directions rather than telegraphed. There's only one pass on easy to intercept kind of football that we've kind of saw last season that was very lethargic so yeah it was it was very fluid i just yeah i don't want to keep using that word but it is it was a very fluid formation and you can see what he's trying to do like you said nick with the the wing backs being very very high up the pitch they're almost acting when we're in possession like wingers so it's almost yeah. like a, a three three five uh, three four three in when you're attacking um yeah so it's, it's really, really positive going forwards, And I kind of quite like Nicholson there in that wing back role because he's so high, high at the pitch that he may as well be on left wing, um, helping that front three. So, yeah, it's, it's, you can see what he's trying to do. Um, my concern would be how robust it is defensively against teams who are trying to do the same thing. Um, you can see that it's obviously very effective against teams like Manor Farm Um, hard to judge against Exeter I think we were the better side marginally but there wasn't much in it because again it was mixed 11s Um, I don't think we had our strongest 11 out there that was best suited to that system either so hard to tell my concern would be how we do against tough opposition because it's all very well being able to dominate the ball against weaker opposition but at league one level there's a lot of quality sides some good sides coming down and I kind of want to see us go against the championship side this preseason and see how we fare.
0: Yeah, I was going to touch on, on wing backs a, a little bit later, so we will go in depth. I think it's a really interesting conversation. Um, it, it looks like there's probably three players on each side that could play, and, and they're all slightly different in, in terms of their attacking ability and defensive ability. But like I said, we we go in more depth later. Um, so we played another pre-season friendly uh, Saturday just gone, uh, this time at home to League 2 Playoff finalists Exeter. Uh, considering they were in competitive action just over a month ago, how, how pleasing was the victory, Nick?
1: Hey, it's like you said, hit on the head there. They only played a couple of weeks ago, essentially, um, in the Playoff finals. You'd think they'd be more up to speed. And No disrespect to Manor Farm, but it's quite a big jump from Man of Farm to play in Exeter and with a new formation. Um, As Max was saying now, it'd be nice to see us go up again, get, go to um, and play a championship side or even maybe another League One club. But yeah, it, it, it was very pleasing to see it. And, and I think with with that formation, I think we're going to have to be really brave. I think we're, we're going to have to let other teams worry about us. And I, I think Ghana's got that in the locker, I think. He's going to concentrate on what we're doing rather than worrying about the opposition. Yeah, but, do you um, think
0: it's, it's one of those where he's looking to get possession-based football is that yeah. old adage? If, if we've got the ball, then the opposition can't score. Well,
1: if you're going to play wing-backs, and I've played at many a football club, um, and I was a left-back a left myself. And when they want to play wing-backs, if your side can't keep the ball, your wing-backs turn into defenders. And I've played there so many times. So, if we're going to be brave in his possession football, this should suit us as long as we're good on the ball, which is where Zane Westbrook hopefully comes into the picture. And I think maybe why Abu goes out of the picture now, because I just don't think we'll keep the ball well enough. Um, but like us say, Exeter, they're a decent side, aren't they? They always have been, you know, they, they always try and play the right way as well. So, I, I think that's pleasing. Um, was it last season we got beat 4-0 by them pre-season? Last season or the season
2: before? Season before, before when uh, Darren Clark was it?
1: sacked. That yeah. was it, yeah. Yeah so um and a pre-season doesn't always paint the picture how i was going to go but it's um yeah I thought it was quite encouraging definitely
0: and max again you took up the the commentary position you, you can hear the the commentary on on the goals that, that the club's uh, tweeted out how do we look from your vantage point
2: yeah um i was pretty pleased like i said uh, a few minutes ago i think it wasn't our strongest 11 to start with it was a, it was a mix again um so It was kind of interesting to see how we'd fare against um, Exeter because they put out, I think, what was their strongest eleven on paper. And they gave us problems. Um, And I think we dealt with all the problems they threw at us really positively. I thought Max Aimer was an absolute rock again. Um, They gave us problems down the left-hand side, which we were kind of expecting with Leahy starting at wing-back. He often seems to get targeted by the opposition uh, wingers on the right-hand side their midfield and um, I think we we dealt comfortably with it the goal the goal we conceded was sloppy from JCH he didn't clear his his header his header went straight up rather than away Um, and that was other than that um, we had a brilliant save from Yacola which kept it at 1-0 at the time so other than that they didn't really threaten us so I thought um, not just the centre-backs were brilliant but the whole team were good at restricting them from getting into the into the box and getting into attacking areas so off the ball, I thought we were really good. And then on the ball, um, we started brightly. Obviously, we scored early. Um, but I thought we'd maybe played a few too many long balls out from the back. Um, and I'm not sure why, because we had Grant and Westbrook in the middle and that should have been good enough. But um, I think um, Garner said after the game that Westbrook's um, not had the same fitness levels as the rest of them because he's been out with Coventry Um For a little bit before joining us And he's not had the same preseason schedule as us So I don't think maybe he's up to speed Mitchell Lawson I think is also behind on fitness As well he said So those may be reasons why we weren't quite as sharp As maybe we would have liked to have seen Um, But there were signs of what the manager Was trying to implement And we won the game 2-1 And were not really under too much um, Pressure from the opposition For sustained periods So yeah I'm pretty happy with how we did
0: yeah, and just to clear up a bit of confusion from the the start of the match, anyone who was watching the stream would have noticed that we we kicked off late. It was meant to be a two o'clock kick off. It was more like ten past two, because um, they were going to play 130 minutes for the whole match and, and break it up into to quarters. But just as we're about to to kick off, uh, the ref said, "No, we can't do that. It's got it's got to be 90 minutes." So that's what you, you saw on the stream going and chatting to the, the referee. So it only ended up being 90 minutes. So that kind of scuppered the plans a little bit. And then there was a 30-minute a um, kind of training match at the end, which didn't get reported on. And there was a bit of confusion around that bit bit of an odd one. I don't know if the, the ref wanted to get paid over time and, and we didn't have the budget for it. But um, just to clear that no, one
2: up. I reckon he didn't have Sky Plus and he had to get back for Carnation Street. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we had a uh, try list which we couldn't report on at the match. Um, so there, there was a lot of tweets coming to our account telling us who the try list was, which we can now report is, is Adam May. Um, so, Nick, did you did you notice much of Adam May when when you watched the, the stream? Were, were you impressed? Should we sign him?
1: Um, it's, it's tough to say you now on, on on one... It, it'd be on the training pitch. Um, I think he was at Swindon, wasn't he, last year? Yeah. Hey, but, yeah. but was Swindon. this the, the, the Pompey one? Oh, Pompey. Sorry, yes. So it's it's difficult, isn't it? It, it depends, maybe who else becomes available. But I, I don't see. And there's nothing wrong with you know giving a couple of go, is there and having a closer look at them. Um, yeah, I mean, not, I, sp- I, I, s- I suppose he's out. young
0: in 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 terms of, kind yeah. of how how we're shaping up. I know Garner's already come out and said it'd be one one addition if possible and, and that would yeah. be in, in central midfield yeah. how do you feel like we are shaping up would, would you potentially say we need to strengthen in other areas at all
1: I just personally I, um, I, I think we need another striker um, especially if uh, Johnson doesn't sign his contract and if he ends up going missing or sulking I, I, I don't know I'm just I'm sitting uncomfortable with me I think just just get on board if you want to be on board. And I can imagine Garner's probably feeling the same. If he stays and signs a contract, then maybe a centre midfielder. But um, I'm reasonably happy, to be honest with you. But um, We were talking before. I think we've got pretty good depth. Um, I know some people said a left-sided player, left-back maybe. I don't think Leahy let us down last season, especially at left wing-back.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, Leahy absolutely divides opinion. I I wrote a blog after the Manifarum game and I kept... um calling him scapegoat Leahy, because he yeah. seemed like the scapegoat. and I, I must admit, I, I'm a Leahy apologist, but as a full-back, I, I, don't, I just don't think he's a full-back at all. No, no, he's not. I don't think he's cut out for it. And he was asked to play in that position. Uh, Wing-back-wise, I think this, the start of the season... I think he's been all right. He, he was one of our, our, our better players. But I suppose yeah. if, um, if Nixon does play further up, then that kind of leaves mm. Leahy and Kelly. Um, so I mean, I think we have still got a bit more to see yeah, from I'll, Kelly.
1: Personally, I'd go and, I'd, I'd, I'd be looking at a striker personally, just because if, if Johnson's injured or doesn't sign his contract, then you know we're looking at youngsters again, aren't we? And it, it's a tough league to you know go in without. You need a talisman, I feel, and the, the, the bigger clubs have got the talisman. And um, don't ask me who to go and get, as we we're saying beforehand, because. If you, you want to go and get a striker who's been there and done it, you're going to be spending money or Jamie Curiton. Would you have him back? Why not? Or Matt so Tubbs? I've heard Matt Tubbs is available. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it?
2: I, I couldn't agree with you more, Nick. Like, if he wants to be on board, get on board. Um, and yeah. you can already yeah. see from the Exeter game where he wasn't playing too well he was starting to sulk and I don't know whether that was because he was struggling with Tom Parks and Rory McArdle at centre-back or if he had his head turned by something or he's heard for his agent there's interest from somewhere I don't know but it, we just need this situation resolved in the next week or two because the season's not far away at all we could potentially be playing yeah. in the Carabao Cup in three weeks time and um, ah. we need it resolved before that
1: and I'm not sure what else the club can do to prove you know, our intentions. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see where he could go and what side he could get into um, you know, with the positive vibes that we've got at the minute. I, I don't know why he wouldn't want to be on board. But like you said, his head might have been turned and yeah, um, there's not much we can do about that. But then we've got to make a decision, haven't we?
2: I just we get the know. feeling that with him, he likes to be the main man and the star man and... Ghana is strikes me as a manager who is who installs the mentality that every player is a piece of the puzzle rather than individuals with um, individual qualities you have to kind of be part of a system and I think yeah. maybe Jono doesn't suit that in the term in in terms of how he sees the game being played you kind of saw that with Coughlin how Coughlin had to g him up and um, they almost had a love-hate relationship, and he'd, he'd get him fired up for the game and send him out to unleash havoc. Whereas with Garner, it's more meticulous, it's more planned. I could be chatting out my arse here. He could, you could really no, get no. On with Garner. I don't know, but that's just I just see Jono as as, as an individual, and yeah, yeah. either get with the system now, sign the contract, or just say to us that you want to move, and we can cash in, and then we can bring in someone who does want to be here and does want to play as part of the system because. If it drags on, um, we're gonna and, and he ends up leaving us um, when the season starts. Then we're scrambling very late in the day, and strikers become more expensive. Then and we're gonna have to be starting a younger who's never played in the football league before. So it's um, a situation that needs resolving quickly.
0: Yeah, I, I joked about it on the um, the group chat today, but I, I feel like we need to get like an army trainer type figure j- just in for yeah. for because, like, you say he is um, he's a unique individual he he needs riling up I think he's one of those where he needs to be poked yeah. a little bit to to get the best out of him but he's, yeah he's obviously got bags and bags of ability and at this level it's so difficult to at any level actually it's difficult to replace goals and and like you were saying Nick I mean what what more does he want in in terms of a, a team to play with I mean yeah. with the personnel we got I think there's going to be bags of chances created if i was jono and jono if you're listening sign a one year extension get your head yeah, down definitely. score a bucket loads of goals and then if if we don't go up you're going to score loads of goals in league one again you're going to get that move to the, the championship and hopefully things would have settled down a bit more kind of covid wise so yeah knuckle down get those goals and 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 see see what you can do in in this really exciting Team, so we're just gonna have to wait and see, aren't we? I've, I think time is rumbling on, and, and we got to get a decision either way. So, so hopefully, it does get, get tied up. Um, but I want to focus now on the, the backs three. Um, we seem to have a, a lot of defensive um, players that, that could play there. Um, yeah, a few selection headaches. Oh, yeah. We probably will start with a back three. It looks like how we have kind of shaped up so far this preseason. Nick, who makes it into your back three? Um,
1: mine would be, I uh, would Max Aimer in the middle, just boss it, just get the captain's armband on. How impressed have you been
0: part. with him so far?
1: He's brilliant, isn't he? And seeing seeing him last season, while at Gillingham, he's just he's just a leader, isn't he? He's just a you know real centre half. Um he can go through people if need be and it looks like he can play a little bit as well. And his whole persona I think he just screened leader of what exactly needed. Um so I'd have him in the centre, of that three. I'd have Alfie Kilgore to the right of him. Um and it's the other one. It, it depends if you, if you want to go for balance, do you know what I'd give Kieran and Harry's Kean, sorry, Kieran Harry's a go. Mm. Um um at South End I went to South End. Um oh dear. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It only because my son was mascot it was the only reason I went. Um, but he, he didn't have the best game there, but you could definitely see that, you know, um, he's got a pass in him and I think garner would like that. And to give that balance to the defence, um, I think maybe he might get the nod. Um, for me, that would be my back three, personally.
0: Max, do you agree with that? Would, would you change anyone in the, in the back three?
2: No, I'd have exactly the same. Yeah, I think um, it's got to be Amer at the in the middle. Um, he's our marquee signing, and he's um, that's what he's been brought in to do. Kilgore has to be playing games. He's, he's our biggest asset, probably. Um, we've just tied him down on a three-year deal to continue his development. If he has another cracking season in League One, we could be potentially looking at two million-plus bids for him from championship sides. So if we want to make him a profitable asset and get the most out of him, we have to play him for the majority of the season on that right-hand side. And then yeah, that kind of just leaves um Baldwin and Aymer, doesn't it? Uh, sorry, Baldwin and Harry's. So Baldwin I've not really seen too much of, um, other than the two halves he played against Manor Farm and Exeter. And he seemed competent, but I think he and Harry's on the ball ability and the long passing. Um and like you say the balance he's left footed kind of gives us a lot on that left hand side. So yeah, I've been impressed with him. He was impressive against Exeter d- defensively um, and his, he played a couple of good long passes, a couple of bad long passes. But, you know, the thing I, that amazed me when I did, did a little homework a couple of weeks ago is that he's only five months older than Rollin Meneze. So, um, you know, people were saying, oh, we shouldn't have got rid of Rollin. He's such a good young prospect. Harry's is pretty much the same age. So we kind of need to invest in him as well. I think Baldwin's going to kind of fit in here and there. We kind of need him for depth. He will probably start. 20 games I would imagine in rotation with Kian and Alfie um, so yeah I, I kind of would start Harry's um, we've seen Little and Kelly feature in pre-season as well but I kind of see those as cup game cover and, and um, rotational cover in, in those midweek games so yeah So, but... so
0: Little and Kelly do you, do you think they would be best suited for the, for the back three or, or could they maybe be in contention for a, a wing back role? I don't know.
2: I mean Kelly I don't see as a wing back at all. I don't really think he's got too much going forwards or on the ball. Um he's not the quickest. I don't think he's the best dribbler. His crossing's good. Um, so maybe, but um I can see Nicholson and Leahy would both be ahead of him in that role. Right wing back, we've got a lot of depth. Um, so I don't really see little starting right wing back, much if if at all this season with both Robman and Hare ahead of him. So yeah, I, I would go with Harry's Aimer and Kilgore the same as you, Nick. Yeah.
1: All
0: right then, let's let's have a look at wing backs then. We we've touched on it a little bit. Let us keep it simple, Nick. Who, who starts for you as wing backs? Um
1: what I've seen what I've seen so far, Nicholson would probably start. Especially the home. So game. So
0: would you have Nicholson as wing back or so if you had the choice, you're Ben Garner, you speak very well. Would you have <laughs> Nicholson left wing back or um, would you have him in the in the two behind
1: uh, Jono? Do you know what? It, it depends on his home. Or, depends on the game. Mm. So home games every game's out. a
0: project, eh, Nick?
1: Every every it was a project. Yeah, we have to dust ourselves down after <laughs> each one. But we'll. Um, I would I would go home games. He plays left wing back for me. Certainly start of the season. Uh, I think Lee he's a little bit more solid, uh, obviously defensively than him. Um, but right wing back for me is no question. It's Josh Hare all day long. Um, if, if he comes back, the hair that we had before he got injured, then I just don't think there's any competition, a right wing back. His um, it's crossing ability is unbelievable. He, he could defend um, decent pace. Um, and then we're playing that formation. He can tuck in and Nicholson can just go and then they can all shift across. And if he drops in, it makes it a four, doesn't it? And you know, Harry's, you know, goes over to the left-hand side. So I think we could afford to have a more um, attacking, at least one of the wing backs could be very much an attacking player. Um, I won't worry about both of them defending personally, but it, it depends on you know how Garner wants to play it. I could see Leahy play more away games. Put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think you, you're right. As, as we touched on at, at the start about about the squad depth, there does seem to be versatility. Do, do you share yeah. the same sentiments, Max, or, or would you have kind of more of a a set? Um, set position for for the wing-backs that, that start more regularly?
2: No, I, I think it is situational. You're, you're right, Nick. And I, I actually would not rule Alex Rodman out at all. I think his engine is fantastic. His experience um, on the pitch as a leader, he's really good technically. He's strong on the ball. He's strong off the ball. And he's really kind of grown into that right wing-back role, bearing in mind he was kind of signed as a right winger um, just a little bit past his prime to give us a bit of quality. Um, heading into the twilight years of his career, he's had a positional change and he's kind of adapted really well to it. And I think he's he gets up and down that pitch. His fitness levels are, are superb. And I think, yeah, he, he's, he's maybe going to slot in, in in those games where Hare might be a bit inexperienced um, or is against a tough opposite number. Um, so yeah, everyone's got a part to play and I, and I don't think anyone bar maybe two or three, have a guaranteed place in this team um, because we've got so much depth and players challenging for positions that it's really going to create some healthy competition.
0: Yeah, and, and not to mention some exciting young talent coming through as well. I mean, most notably Zane Walker. He obviously got two against Man of Farm. Cam Hargreaves, he, he scored a cracking goal against Exeter. Yeah, that was good Lucas call. Tomlinson's caught the eye. Tom, Tom Mayhew. Nick, who, who excites you out of that list?
1: I... Th- Luke Tomlinson obviously he's, he's very he's he's silky isn't he on the ball and he's got that creative spark but I think I, I, I can only see him in EFL games if we, if we suffer any injuries I think he'll come in uh, it's a big season for Cam Hargreaves I, 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 I'm really impressed every time I've seen him play his energy he, he can do a bit of everything and that goal um, on Saturday I mean that was a you know the composure to cut inside onto your wrong foot and the strike get that strike away was brilliant Um I think he's got a big future, Cam Hargreaves. I genuinely do. And I think, I think he'll play quite a few games this season. I think Garner likes him. Um, I think he'd become a fan's favourite. We always like it? don't we? we? You know, you had Stuart Sinclair on you know, last week and Rose fans take to that. And if he lifts the crowd, I think Garner would recognise that. I think he's, Cam Hargreaves most exciting for me. I, I think he'll play 15, 20 games this season. Easy.
0: Max, who have you been impressed by?
2: Yeah, Hargreaves. Um, when he signed, I was kind of like, okay, uh, Tommy Widgerton's come in and we've signed Theo Widrington and Chris Hargreaves has come in and we've signed Cam Hargreaves. They're kind of just doing these guys a favour by bringing their, their kids into the youth academy. Um, so I was a bit sceptical when he joined the club and was part of that development team. Um, I didn't really see him breaking through. I thought kind of Luke Russ was going to be the one who was going to make it, if any of them. So when Russ got sold this summer... I was uh, a bit surprised. Um, but Hargreaves kind of featured right at the end of last season against Sunderland, and he was brilliant in that game. He right. should have won a penalty. The, the ref, for some reason, did not give a stonewall against him. He was box to box, like you say. Energy was good. He had surprisingly good dribbling as well. Went around players quite quite well. Good feet, um not really seen too much of his passing but you know box to box he carries the ball really well and like you say what we saw against Exeter with his shooting with both feet um, is is really really useful for us uh, to, to have um, and I think his versatility is going to come into play because he's kind of a centre mid box to box but we saw him play on the right hand side of that front three in the number 10 position which really surprised me when I got given the team sheet um, but I think his strength his energy. His, his technical prowess in the box was just was really really positive. So, yeah, it was just kind of he's been the surprise package for me. And if he can do that at League One level consistently, then he will play a big part of this season, no doubt, no doubt. Um, in terms of the other prospects, yeah, there's a couple. I think Zane Walker's done well considering um, we've not really seen him play any senior football. Uh, Tomlinson's progressing well. Last summer, he was kind of a bit lightweight on the ball. Now he's a little bit stronger. Um, Certainly didn't look out of place against Exeter uh, physically. Um, Just needs to carry on as he is. And I'm sure he'll get some game time, maybe go out on loan in the second half of the season. I'm not sure. Um, Other than that, I'm not too sure there's anyone who's really going to feature.
0: Yeah, and, and again, like we said, with, with the versatility, with, with the strength and depth, we can kind of yeah maybe ease these players in. And and I think the ones we have mentioned, Zane Walker in particular, and, and Cam Hargreaves, they could be really effective impact players as well, which is what you want from from someone coming off the, the bench, especially if you're chasing the game, obviously. So yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's always nice to see uh, youngsters come through the, the ranks and I think with um, Garner's kind of coaching credentials, I think we've we've seen it already with with Hargreaves and he's he's spoken so highly about him. Um, Really exciting to see where that goes. But that's all we've got time for, Um, much like the ref on on Saturday. We've got to cut it short. We can't have anything extra. Um, We've got plenty more to talk about coming up, more pre-season friendlies. We will be on the comms. Once again. Um, so do keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Uh, so, all that leaves me to say is thanks for listening, Gasheads. If you like what you heard, please do give us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to support the work we do, you can sign up as a patron at patreon.com forward slash gascast, where you get access to our exclusive extra time series. Early access to our interviews and best of all you get a warm fuzzy feeling knowing you're helping us to cover our costs so that's patreon.com forward/gascast so to finish off all I've got to say is come on the rove and up the gas up the gas up the gas.